What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Donk of Up the Ship Podcast, episode 107. Seven? Seven, yeah. God, I almost screwed it up a second time. <laughs> uh, sorry about the week gap. Uh, last week, just life happened. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, <laughs> this week, I uh, got a, a gentleman that, uh, and I say that because he's he's an O-ganger. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he came on. He's a listener that is... Uh, comes to us via the discord server the navy discord server that uh, i interact with people on it quite a bit uh, and i'm getting a little more active on there because of the patreon stuff i got my own server there now as well um but yeah just he wanted to come explain uh there's an officer program called ods um which is is different than ocs um not a lot of information out there about that and then uh as well as he's an environmental health officer which you know both of those things vaguely aware of but like don't know much about them uh and i always find it fun to learn about like dusty little corners of the navy that not a lot of people interact with uh which is kind of what we got here hey real quick if you can and you're willing to support us uh in whatever way you can we always really appreciate it with the best ways to do that go to patreon.com slash podcast pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can we would really appreciate you lots of really cool benefits there go check them out also don't give up the ship apparel it's dgutsapparel.com get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public we've got t-shirts hoodies all kinds of cool shower shoes little like uh, drawstring bags all kinds of cool stuff a bunch of really cool custom stickers and then the challenge coins and and don't give up the ship podcast apparel is there as well so please if you can and you're willing to support us Go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Thank you. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Cool dude. Really appreciate appreciate him coming on. Uh, and I hope you all enjoy this. Check it out. Pretty, I'm pretty informal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm recording video now, which is a new exciting addition. Like I got this yeah. little light thing. I had to put sticky notes over the other light. Otherwise, my head was like shiny right there. <laughs> highlighting highlighting my impending bald head um yeah man so like uh just give me your background as much as, as much detail as you want to provide just in like join the navy and then and then we'll go from there yeah sure so my background is uh i got a master's of public health with a concentration in environmental health uh, i'm an environmental mm-hmm. health officer um yeah. public health has always been my thing uh and you know i found out about the navy had it i was like hey that sounds mm-hmm. cool yeah. Uh, so I applied for uh, a direct commission. So I worked with a recruiter okay. for uh, the process took about a year. It was a pretty long process. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, my interviews took the longest cause like I would do one of my interviews and then I couldn't schedule another one for a month cause just no one was available to do the other interview. Uh, okay. but, yeah. Um, and then in November, you know, my package went up to the board, I got accepted then I just had to wait on all the background Navy admin stuff to process that commission. Then mm-hmm. I just got to go to my recruiting office and do my commissioning ceremony. And then I was off to ODS. And now so, I'm at a military treatment facility as a, okay. at a hospital as an environmental health officer. So like what, so you got the degree prior to coming into the military. Yes. So there it's not like, uh, um, like OCS, they'll pay for it. Like if you commission from enlisted and stuff and then like, right. like other programs like State 21, the Navy pays for everything. How did that, do they compensate you retroactively for like student loans or anything like that? Or is it just yes. like a, 
Yeah, there is a student loan forgiveness program. I don't remember mm-hmm. the acronym off the top of my head, but it does exist. Yeah. And it just it, it varies year to year, um, mm. sort of who they'll give it to. Like if I remember yeah. correctly around now, like right now it's mainly for nurses. And it's just, it's just okay. where the pot of money comes from, like which yeah. staff core, I believe. Uh, there but are, it's, not like a, um, it's not like an incentive of the program? No, not necessarily. Just okay. sort of like a benefit you might be able to get later. Now, there are yeah. ascension programs that uh, pay for school. Uh, HPSP mm-hmm. is the biggest one, Health Profession Scholarship Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for doctors, uh, dentists, mm-hmm. certain other medical professions. Okay. And that's where they pay for you to go to medical school or dental school or oh. what have you. Uh, and then in my field, there's actually something called HSCP, the Health Services mm-hmm. Collegiate Program. Yeah, uh, I didn't find out about the Navy in time to apply for it. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> as interesting then. Uh, yeah. But it's a similar program, and it's one where um, HPSP is like a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, HSCP is a little different. They pay your tuition directly, mm-hmm. and they give you uh, uh, you're paid as an E6 through your oh. two years of school. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Damn. It's not like a real rank. It's like about officer. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like yeah, yeah. Like you're an whatever, officer candidate. But, yeah. Yeah. But um, you're paid as an E6. So like, cause I, for whatever, I mean, this tells you how much I know about this program, which I feel like is probably the case <laughs> for almost everyone, but yeah. um, I assumed you're prior enlisted. So like, how did, how did one, like what led you to the Navy? I guess we can start there. And then I want to go into sure. like how how the hell did you find out about ODS and all such stuff? <laughs> like, yeah, like what? Yeah, so if you were course. just going to college for something you were interested in, how did how did you end up uh, deciding to join the Navy? Yeah, so the field of work that I wanted to do within public health and within epidemiology, mm-hmm. environmental health was always going to be government related. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was working for uh, my state government and, um, you know, I enjoyed it, but I, I wanted to go federal and I always knew I wanted to go federal. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I looked at like, you know, some CDC jobs and stuff like that, but I just, I don't even remember now because it was a while ago, but I just randomly stumbled <laughs> across the, uh, the Air Force public health officer. I think it was just searching like public health uh, okay. officer within, like CDC or something. Yeah. Uh, and this Air Force one came up and I looked at it and the Air Force one I wasn't as interested in because yeah. it requires either a PhD or a veterinary degree, to, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And I didn't want to do either of those. Yeah. Um, so then it just looks like, oh, I wonder what the other branches have. And then I came across the navies. Huh. And, and that's then the story. why? Yeah. So like you said, you always knew uh, you wanted to do like federal government. Like, why is it yeah. like something that's unique to your field or like? Yeah. You know, I just think it has the most diverse and interesting opportunities. Um, I really okay. enjoyed my time at the state. And I honestly, I mm-hmm. wouldn't hate working at the state level and the local right. level. Um, the problem with like the state and the local level is. Um, it depends heavily on where you work because with mm-hmm. government work, a lot is tied to funding yeah. and local and state governments might not necessarily have the best funding, but federal yeah. tends to be a little more secure in that. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, can you, so you discovered the program, then did you, did you just go to a recruiter and they're like, Oh, we have this ODS program. Is that kind of how that unfolded? Yeah, kind of. So mm-hmm. for the medical field, you have to go through a specific medical recruiter. And they can okay. be hard to find. Um, yeah. Like mine covered like a whole tri-state area, basically. Yeah. Um, I believe it. I Yeah. So like I went on the Navy website and I called and messaged and I got transferred mm-hmm. like three times before I finally got to yeah. someone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, half, I, let's be honest. Half <laughs> them clowns aren't in their office all the time. Anyway. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, I basically, 
not really. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so like I just called him up. God, yeah. And, uh, I just called him up and said like, hey, I saw this program online. I want to mm-hmm. do it. And they turned you on to ODS specifically as like your well, your way in, or yeah, yeah. So ODS okay. is the only one for, for environmental me, like, health. Oh, okay. Yeah, for for most of the staff cores. I think all the staff cores except for active duty supply go through ODS. So if you're really? medical core, yeah. Medical so, core, okay. which is your doctors, well, your nurse core, dental core, okay. JAG core, chaplain core, and me medical yeah. service core. Yeah. Okay. We all go so what, ODS. what how do they how does it differ from OCS? Because yeah, you're right. Like my supply officer was a prior enlisted nuke electrician on submarines. Um, well, mm-hmm. my last supply officer, because I'm retired now, as you can tell, <laughs> incoming Viking beard. But uh, he, yeah, he went to OCS and we talked about that a lot. So I just kind of assumed yes. staff core people that commissioned from enlisted went to OCS. But like, how do they differ? Like, what's what do you. So ODS is shorter. ODS mm-hmm. is only five weeks versus 13 weeks. OK. Uh, ODS, you already have your commission at the beginning. You're not trying to like. So like with so you're OCS, a you're a candidate trying to, yeah, yeah you're trying okay. to earn your commission at ODS. Mm-hmm. You already have your commission to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly kind of baby mode OCS. Things are a lot less stressful. It's not is, as much. Is it the craziness. same one that like LDOs and warrants go to like knife and fork school is what they call it? Or is that so LDO and warrant school is, uh, is also there and it's okay. similar in that it's shorter, okay. but no, it's, it's a separate school, but like separate school. we're also, ODS, yeah, ODS gets called a knife and fork school a lot. It's a lot why? of, like, oh, here's just how to wear a uniform and yeah, well, why, why is it different? You think like, what's the, why, like, I, I guess the, what's the motivation to like, is it, you know what I mean? Cause like, if you're, I guess yeah. my point is like, you never went through boot camp, right? So like you would think no. that. <laughs> They would want you to come through some type of a session pipeline like OCS, right? Where it's kind of boot camp. Yeah. So, so like so what heavy militarization. Yeah. So like, what do yeah. you think the, what, do they tell you? Like, do they, do they, during like your indoctrination process, do they tell you like why you're going through this pipeline instead of that? Kind of. And I can also speculate that a lot of these people, you know, doctors, lawyers, things like yeah. that. The Navy is hiring them to be doctors that thing. and lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. first and foremost i mean we're, of course we're also officers but you know we're kind of our, right a lot of and a lot of people within the community see themselves as their speciality first and in, in office okay second. and so i think it's so, just the navy being like hey you know we just want you to do this one thing yeah and you know do it well and then here's just you know how to not make a fool yeah. of yourself and put well, on when you yeah when stuff. you say doctors and lawyers and stuff i'm thinking to myself like unless then unless somehow they like uh, got a law degree on active duty or like um, did it through the Naval Academy, which I doubt is even the, like a, a degree you can get there. Like, I imagine it's probably a recruiting tool. Like, hey, you don't got to do any of that stupid military crap. You just got to <laughs> like learn how to hold your fork at lunch and put your uniform yeah. on correctly. So it's like, because yeah. like I, I imagine lawyers, doctors, that, those types of professions that are so in demand in the civilian world, like, to attract them to the military like nobody wants to go to ocs like <laughs> nobody wants to do that that voluntarily so like i'm maybe it's yeah. a recruiting tool uh um, i think so i what, think that's a big part of it yeah yeah what like what's the what do you do during like what's the curriculum like what's a, what's the a day in the life of an ods uh officer yeah sure so i can just do like a quick overview of like basically mm-hmm. the entire program since it's only five weeks yeah. so 
the first week is basically you're in dock. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a lot of the extreme basics. And that's all of like, we don't have the same shock and awe as like, you know, OCS has, but yeah. you know, you get a little yeah. bit where, you know, they, you wake up at four in the morning, they line you all up and right. then you, meet, you meet your RDCs the first time. And oh, so, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they're not too bad, but you yeah. Know, when you first check in, you you deal with your class officers first, and they're okay. Um, and before you meet your chiefs, you don't meet your chiefs until three or four days in. Actually, mm. I didn't even know. Um, you, I was assuming you didn't have RDCs because it wasn't yep. the. Okay, you do. Oh yeah, no, we do. I mean, All it's right. not complete baby mode, but it is yeah. mostly baby mode. Um, All right. <laughs> and um, so the first week is. Um, it's like we get blood draws, we get shots, you know, it's yeah. the inbox stuff and processing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then the second week is when we kind of start first classes. You do a mock mm-hmm. PRT. Um, and it's just a lot of classes. Most of the program is just in a classroom all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, UCMJ and yeah. reps and, uh, 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 counseling and teach you how to like, be a devo basically yeah yeah some of that yeah. and then uh but you know we get some things like uh one of my class officers was a SWO and he gave a whole mm-hmm. lecture about just like maritime strategy yeah so, like you get some of that like more general military stuff but a lot of it's just mm-hmm. like okay here's how to function administratively within the yeah. navy yeah yeah and oh gosh, I could find my notebook with all like the different lectures, but like, you know, we had like a, a four hour lecture on the UCMJ, which was yeah. thrilling. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Lots of random classes. Um, okay. Uh, uh, PT every morning or every other yeah. morning. Um, uh, we do a room, ins- room inspections all the time. We do uniform mm. inspections. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty typical. Yeah, of we do like one, the initial accession stuff, just not as intense yeah. as OCS. It's just condensed. Like we even, yeah. I think they're they're moving away from this now. I believe, uh, but during COVID, they were able to do some like online classes. Like you did the first oh, yeah. two weeks. I, this mine is com- still like completely quote unquote normal, right? But they did the first two weeks wrong, and but during those first mm. two weeks, instead of it just being a dead two weeks, they did like online classes, like online lectures. Yeah. Um. And so they had us, like we did all of our normal in-person classes, but for some of the classes they had us do on the weekend, uh, online. Okay. So we did that and it was like the really basic ones like, oh, here's personal, uh, we had, like, like ranking personal recognition or something. Yeah. Ranking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ranking recognition. Stupid. Yeah. Saluting and, um, personal finance for like the big ones that yeah. we did just like Jeez, online. Most, in an hour most regular and, officers don't know how to salute. So it's, <laughs> um, what, so. I guess like, cause the, the OD, what, what about the, cause ODS, like it, there isn't an on-ramp process for, for like an enlisted person to commission that way. Right. It would be OCS if they got um, a degree. It depends, on, it depends on what you're trying to commission into. Um, okay. so actually reservists, uh, mm-hmm. also commission through ODS. Like if you want to be okay. a reserve Intel officer, a reserve supply mm-hmm. officer, Oh, reservists okay. also go through. I mean, I mean that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going from active duty, you got your degree, but you want to like commission into the reserves, yeah. you'll go through ODS. Um, mm. Or um, a really big program that a lot of people in my class were and a lot of people in the Medical Service Corps are is the MSC IPP, Medical Service Corps in yeah. Service Procurement. Yeah. That program goes through ODS. So the Navy will okay. 
help you get yeah, your just, whatever qualifying degree and then you'll commission in the medical service corps. I don't know if it's that one or there's another there's a bunch of random medical programs. Um but they yeah. I had a, a CS one that she got her masters in um I think it was health administration, I think, and she commissioned okay. through one of those. Um yeah. but yeah, so what the hell does an environmental health officer do? Like that, <laughs> that's, that's a something good question. else that I I, I know he's like, I don't even know um, because I like there. It's one of those like corners of the Navy that I've never really directly dealt with, but I know it exists. So I'm always curious yeah, about those like it's little pockets. Small. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a hundred, a little over a hundred of us in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that big. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know too much about the operational side yet. I haven't done mm-hmm. that tour yet. I, I really want to. What is to, an operational tour for an environmental health officer? Where do you go? With the Marines. With the Marines. Okay. And like, all right, well, I'll let you get through the, get through yeah. the, what does an environmental <laughs> health officer do? And then I'll be able to ask more intelligent questions. Sure. Yeah, no problem. So uh, <laughs> in the hospital, I work in the preventative mm-hmm. medicine department. Okay. Um, and we have a bunch of programs that we do. Uh, so I work with uh, PMT corpsmen, preventative medicine technicians. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are my uh, people. They teach food safety stuff. I like yep, those guys. Yep. So <laughs> they had an EHO that was either over them or supervising them or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, and that's one of our programs, food safety. So we, we teach those courses um, and certify those. And we also okay. do, like I said, other PrevMed programs. So we do like tuberculosis Ooh. control, uh, communicable disease surveillance. So okay. you know, we do a lot with COVID, but also other I was going to say, yeah. You guys probably had a busy two years, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a fun time. Yeah, um, uh, but any other reportable diseases as well, which there's a whole laundry mm. list of. Yeah, uh, we do uh, ship sanitation inspections, so the SSEC huh. and SSC inspections. Yeah, we do those. How have um, I never met a, an environmental? You guys don't do anything on submarines, I don't think, because I don't think I've uh, ever met an environmental health officer before. Yeah, so we do. I know the subs here okay. apparently didn't realize they needed them, so they never contacted us for them for a while. I heard I, them dude, I'm t- <laughs> I, I just retired as a CS Master Chief from a flag staff. And I would like, we the only people we ever dealt with was um, the Army vets at Navy Food Management Team uh, and then the preventative medical techs. Like, I would interface with them at for like teaching pick courses, which is like the, yeah. I, mean, I know you know person what it is, charge. but yeah. person in charge for sanitation and stuff. But like, other than that, like, dude, I didn't, I mean, I like, I vaguely knew you guys existed, but I didn't even know you were in the building. Like I would go into the preventative <laughs> medical, I, I don't I didn't know I needed to talk to you guys for anything. So <laughs> a lot of times people <laughs> do things through the PMTs, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to go on, on the ships and do the ship sanitation inspections right, myself, but yeah. that's because I'm at a point in my naval career where I'm still really impressed by going on a ship and I'm trying uh, to like yeah, take advantage yeah. of that while I still <laughs> can. Hasn't lost its novelty yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I know it will. So that's, yeah. you know, I'm just enjoying it while I can. <laughs> right. That's funny. Um, um, so, we'll, so yeah, keep going. Yeah, the PMTs do, the PMTs do those a lot, but I like to go on. Yeah. Them. Uh, we also do restaurant inspections. So, you know, where I'm shore based at a hospital, all the restaurants mm. on base, we do the inspections. Okay. For those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. yeah, we just got done doing our flu. Sh- well, we're still kind of in the middle of some of it doing our flu shot X. So, you know, we mm-hmm. have some of those shot X's. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of other little random things, but a lot of so like, yeah. medicine. So like public health stuff. Yeah, seems like yeah. like ma- mainly. Wow, yeah, I wonder. I guess environmental. I when I think about environmental health, I, I immediately think of like uh, trees and water. 
No, like, well, kind of like the water, like, um, like if I spill, I have a spill down on the pier or like, oh, yeah, um, properly disposing of hazmat or something. I don't know why. That's why I like, that's what I think of. No, no, that's, uh, that's fair. Is that your department as well? Or am I like unfairly be, associating that with you guys? <laughs> no, we would be involved in that. We don't necessarily own okay. all of that process. Uh, you know, okay. we might work. Again, at our shore-based facility, we might work with facilities and also industrial hygiene, some uh, okay. sort of like as a team, but we would be definitely yeah. involved in that process. Yeah. Environmental health, uh, you know, a lot, well, a lot of people, when I tell people that I'm in environmental health, they, their first yeah. thought is like trees and water. And, yeah. You know, well, like that. that's fair but too. Yeah. I guess I could yeah. see how you go. I guess it, based on the tiny, tiny bit I knew for some reason, and like, cause that generally on a submarine supply deals with hazmat. So like mm-hmm. you start to get into that kind of stuff. So I've seen it like in books and like I've maybe talked to my supply officer about it. But yeah, that's why I think I tied that to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and yeah, it's it's environmental health is all about the environment around us and human health. Mm-hmm. So we do deal with things like water. So we do water testing yeah. on base, making yeah, sure yeah. it's clean. We also do the beach right. water, which uh, the hardest part of my job is the beach inspections. It's it's dreadful. Why? <laughs> oh, okay, you're being sarcastic. Got yeah, it. I'm being sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, what does your career progression look like for for? Because I like, I'm a, Is this your first tour now? Is, is yeah, the commander yeah, at is, now? I I've been here just yeah. like three or four months. So I'm brand new. Uh, okay, so like, so the, I mean, because initially like most people walk into an operational tour first so like how does your how does a career progression work out for uh an environmental health officer like what are you looking at if you stay in like where would you go from here and then what's like the normal expectation yeah so we have three sort of big places that we go Mm -hmm. hospitals uh or just mtfs in general you could say uh things called netmus which are navy environmental and public health preventive medicine units and the Marines. And okay. the way I've heard that, you know, your first three tours, you should do one of each. Do a hospital, do okay. a you do the Marines. Um, and then you can sort of blossom from there and sort of either specialize or not. Um, okay. Because you can go like, say, like as like 0405, then you can be like an officer in charge at a NetMU. Okay. Or, you know, be a, like a... a large department head or uh, Mm -hmm. with the Marines or at a hospital. So uh, you can even work towards, I I think you can be what's called at a hospital and sort of the O5 level, you can be what's called DPH. That's the directorate for public health or the director of public health. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. The hospital is hospitals are kind of weird. We have like an extra step in our chain. So, you know, you have your Divo department head, then you have Mm -hmm. your director and then you have XO. CO. Oh, okay. Like There's like this extra they layer. Make up, they just had to make up a job for all the O fives. Just like, hey, what are we gonna do here? Uh, yeah. So you have like your, yeah, I guess. It's such a small community. I was just like, hey, I got to make up a job so that the O fives have something to do. Um, are you gonna? Is it the plan to stick around, or do you think that? I mean, it's Probably. early, so. Yeah, yeah. No, it is early. I, you know, uh, I was asked that a lot during my interviews. Like, oh, do you want to make this a career? Mm. And I said, you know, I'm open to making a career. Uh, I'll keep doing it as long as I keep liking it. Yeah, that's fair. Basically, I feel like everybody <laughs> should treat it that way. Yeah. If we did that, then people would vote with their feet more, and then uh, <laughs> they maybe maybe things would improve. See some changes. Um, yeah. What's 
what's uh well i got i mean so your chiefs are effective are corman pr- predominantly right unless you're with the marine unit yeah, and, yeah so yeah. okay i was gonna because i was gonna ask like what the leadership is like but i guess it's you're you're pretty much exclusively in the medical field i would imagine yeah um, i don't have a chief right now we're we don't have one i just have an like lpo billets like gapped a, yeah yeah. Like uh, okay, I was gonna say like, like there's just on not... paper we're supposed to have one. We just yeah, yeah don't yeah. have one. <laughs> and they don't have a Corman chief somewhere. Good God, they have more chiefs than anyone in the Navy. Like you'd think that not that one that's a PM. Would... <laughs> ah, that's fair. Yeah. Fancy. We um, do have a senior chief, but he's our directorate mm-hmm. uh, SEL. Yeah. And I mean, his office is right next to mine, and he he sort of like acts as our chief, but like it's not yeah. technically his job. He's our director at SEL. Right. Uh, gotcha. And he, and he's a PMT senior chief, but uh, yeah, so he's sort of like on the side there. Interesting. Yeah. What a, like, I'm trying to think of what else to ask, because, but it's weird because <laughs> this is such an alien world. No, um, that's fine. Yeah, like the, because you have, so you have preventative medical techs, which are Corman. It's like, what, mm-hmm. I mean... Are you, are you in a Divo role still? Like, you're still doing that kind of stuff? Or yeah. is it kind of, are you kind of like, okay, I was going to say, are you kind of like on an island where you're just doing your specialty? Because I feel like well, it's, most Jags it's probably little, don't. F- Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, okay. It's a little bit of both. Uh, so my department doesn't technically have a Divo billet, just a department mm-hmm. head. But okay. my director was like, hey, you know, you're yeah. going to be, there was supposed to be two EHOs here, but the other okay. billet got pulled to go to somewhere else for reasons. Yeah. And so it ended up being just me. Yeah. My, my like, and the reason it was just me is because like my orders had already been funded or something, and theirs hadn't fully been funded yet. So I was yeah, yeah, like, all right, you stay. Uh, and so then on paper, like, oh, you know, I should be the department head. It's the only EHO in PubMed. <laughs> but my director is like, you're brand new. I yeah, don't you're not gonna. <laughs> I don't want to put that on you. Yeah. Uh, so we have someone else who's dual hatting. Uh, as my department head and their department head, okay. which puts a lot on their plate. I, I try to help yeah, when I can. Fair. So like, I don't, I'm not officially the Divo, but that's just sort of like the best way just to kind of, it. I, yeah. Function in that role because it'll be good yeah. for your professional development to like do the Divo things. Yeah. Um, but my, my department head told me, it's like, all right, if on, on blue folders <laughs> and things like that sign as the Divo, but if the XO asks you, you know, what are you just say you're the environmental health officer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just training. I mean, it's, it, it is good. Yeah. Like, cause that's what they do. I mean, they throw the, the, uh, nuclear trained, uh, JOs on submarines into the deep end of the pool immediately. So like you're a, you're a demo <laughs> and you got to qualify engineering officer watch and you got to do this and you got to, so it's like, it'll, it'll be good for your professional development to be involved in all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, that's cool. I'm trying to think like, I don't, I, this is, we've only got 25 minutes in and I'm like, I'm trying to think what, what kind of stuff? Cause like you seemed very motivated to talk about this stuff. So like, what am I, and I, I feel like I don't know what questions I should ask. So like, what, what haven't we talked about that you think that could be useful to people that are uh, considering joining or pursuing this type of program well, or an adjacent program? I can program. talk about the direct ascension process for like an off the street civilian like me to yeah. sort of how that process yeah, works. For sure. Cause to my to my surprise there's people in the like i because i think you were in you're in the discord chat and like yeah on the navy server there's people that i didn't know like there are people in there that aren't even in the navy yet or are in the process yeah. of like they're in depth or whatever so yeah for sure 
yeah i think it yeah, would be it's, valuable it's pretty pretty diverse group in there but yeah. yeah so uh like i said i sought my degree independently uh, mm-hmm. so i got my degree and then i contacted my recruiter i contacted my recruiter about oh three or four months before i actually graduated just so i could start some of that paperwork ahead of time mm-hmm. um and it's just it's just a lot of paperwork really um you know you fill yeah, out officer, a security officer programs applications are no joke and then there's a bunch of tertiary stuff yeah, yeah yeah so he just sent me a bunch of forms to fill out filled mm-hmm. it all out uh security maps mm-hmm. maps was an ordeal for me <laughs> not <laughs> it's that, like, an ordeal anything... for everyone it's well, a mess it's not like anything particularly went wrong so the first time yeah. i went to maps you know I, I get to the hotel the night before uh, mm-hmm. eat dinner you know get up at way early in the morning yeah and yeah. then i eat and then we go well actually no sorry i forgot when i check into the hotel they're like oh we don't have you like on the list <laughs> i was like what of course I'm like you need to call yeah. your recruiter and have them email us this form and we'll give you you uh, know a bed to stay in tonight i'm like okay thank funny. you yeah, <laughs> so then thanks. i call my recruiter he emails them that form and then you know i stay and then i get up the next morning i get to meps and then we you know we check in and we go to meet with the um the liaison and i'm like second or third in the line for like the navy mm-hmm. liaison and he he calls me back there and he goes there and he's like, I don't have you on the list. And I've already used my walk on. Uh, you need to call the recruiter your recruiter. recruiter's and, killing the game, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you need to call your recruiter and have them email us this this uh, all this paperwork or like yeah. fax us or email it. Or yeah, something. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's 530 in the morning. He's not awake. Of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like 530 on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. we finally get a hold of him and he sends everything over. And they, they, they go back and forth a bit. I didn't pay attention to their conversation, but they went back and forth for a bit on the phone. Yeah. Um, you know, he says, oh, I submitted everything. And he says, well, we didn't get everything. So, you know, somewhere the wires didn't connect. Mm. Uh, but he sends everything over. And then the front desk maps is like, no, we've already started physicals. And he can't, we don't want to <laughs> let him like catch up and stuff. Yeah, I have to go home. Uh, so I had to go okay. home and come back like two days. <laughs> well, the, of course. The is like, I, I called off work. And yeah. Meps, Meps is an hour away and I called off work. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying. Of course, so then I they go, don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just. So then oh, I go Meps. back a week later and, you know, I go through everything fine. And then it gets to be like, okay, uh, yeah. you know, fiscal's all done. Good to go. You just need to, uh, you know, get your fingerprints done for your security. Uh, hmm. They'll call you back whenever they're ready. I'm like, okay, cool. I sit there. <laughs> Me and some, air, some like guy wanting to join the Air Force for just sitting yeah. there. About an hour passes. Nice. And this is my first mistake was even waiting that long, but like an hour passes yeah. and I go up to the front desk. And I'm like, Hey, like what's going you know, on back there? <laughs> and they're like, they'll, they'll call you back when they're ready. I'm like, okay. It's been an hour. So I don't believe you. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, I hope like, must be really busy. Yeah. But, uh, wait another 30 minutes. And then finally some guy comes up to us and he's like, what are you guys waiting for? Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we're waiting for fingerprints. And he's like, I'll be right back. Then he comes back and he says, so the fingerprinting machine is broke and has been broke. Awesome. Um, you can wait for it to try it for us to maybe fix it for it to come back online. Uh, or you can ink pad and a piece of paper, you idiots. Like I've had my <laughs> prints taken like a million times. And it's like, or you can go home. And then I talked to him, I was like, well, how likely is it to be fixed? And he said, probably not today. Like, yeah. Okay. So then I had to wait another. So then I had to leave again. <laughs> And then I had to wait another two weeks. Uh, this is the most Navy it. story I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. 
This is yeah, so we had, like, wow. a week and a half, two weeks, and I finally went back. And then like there's a whole lo- big line of people that from like mm-hmm. everyone that went to Maps in the last two weeks that didn't get their yeah. fingerprint done was all doing it today. Like this, all I had to do is like, at its finest. <laughs> Good lord. So I was in and out of there pretty quickly. I just waited in line, then did my fingerprints and then left. But again, I had to drive yeah. an hour away and call the third time. Again, so. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. So what's the like after you're done with all the map stuff, you ship straight oh, to yeah. I'm assuming Newport, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean we do okay. maps, we do interviews. So I had to interview with um What are the interviews with, for? So with environmental health officers. So Okay. You're supposed to do you're supposed to only do two. I ended mm. up doing five. I'm uh, shocked. That's <laughs> Checks with your entire ascension process, but all oh, right. Yeah. It's a whole fun thing. Like it's supposed Why'd to be Why'd you one... have to do five? So it's supposed to be one phone interview and mm-hmm. one video, like like in person yeah. or video interview. So yeah. I did my phone interview, it went well with an EHO. Then another mm-hmm. guy contacts me to schedule and he's like, Hey, you know, is this works? Have you had your phone interview yet? Or do you need your video? And I said, Okay, oh, I need the video interview. And he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he just calls me, does a phone interview. <laughs> so I tell my recruiter and he's like, ah. Dang it. All right. Let me, let me schedule someone That's else. Where he, that was your first mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. We totally Skyped. Like they, they just got to check the right box on their piece of paper, but all right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Too honest, I guess. But yeah. uh, uh, then he's like, okay. There, and then he waits a week and he's like, okay, there's no EHOs available. So if there's none, no EHOs available, we can just do anyone in the medical service corps. So then okay. I uh, do an entomologist, which is pretty cool. The hell is an um, entomologist? Bugs. They deal with bugs. Oh, <laughs> why does the Navy have an entomologist? The Navy only why has like do we... 50 of them. Yeah, I hope they have less than 10. <laughs> like, what the hell do they do? Why do we so study I... bugs? Well, um, that's an interesting question, actually. <laughs> so I'm not an hell? expert, but there's okay. actually an entomologist in my ODS class. Uh, okay. But they do a lot of research. And the entomologist I did my interview with, like he said he was deployed to like Thailand or Cambodia studying. Well, like f- studying uh, bugs effects on ships holes or something? Like what are they? Uh, well, why does the, the Navy vector, need them? Vector borne illness mostly. So what like, is that? Uh, bugs that can make you sick. The bugs okay. that make you sick. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so ticks, mosquitoes, yeah, um, things like that. They also deal with pest infestation you know a bit on like ships and stuff but like like on mainly, base oh, okay on ships and on bases and stuff. on base on yeah, anywhere yeah um yeah. but uh their job is mostly actually a lot of research they do a lot of research hmm. they also do um so like something that one of my programs is we trap mosquitoes and then we send them off for sampling and huh. it's an army entomologist that does ours uh, okay but we send them off to an entomologist and they get the species and they test to see if the mosquitoes are sick if like we should have concerns here so I guess I'm just, I'm caught up in like, why can't we just send that to civilians? Like, why do, why does the Navy need those yeah, like natively, types of, I, I yeah, couldn't answer like you that what? question. I would say just like, I they have them, yeah. like it's been this way. So like, the, so we've always done it. <laughs> well, <laughs> awesome. I, to be honest, nah, I don't know. Hey, it wasn't your idea. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> Well, to be honest, I don't know if contracting it out would be even more cost efficient necessarily. Yeah, it's fair, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they make on the outside world or what we would have to pay them to get them to test mosquitoes or whatever. Yeah. Like I I said, I don't know everything they do. I know they do. They do also some like cool research and stuff. One entomologist that I I interviewed, interviewed two entomologists. 
one of them he said he was deployed to Afghanistan with the Marines, like making sure that they were Just safe. Because like that, okay, that makes sense. Because like if yeah. you're in a foreign country and there's like you know there's like those giant camel spiders and God knows what yeah. else over there, they would like need to know, I guess, like what's going yeah. on and yeah. what the risks there, to the soldiers and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. There's a big tick-borne illness in the Afghanistan area. It's called a Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, and he said that's mostly what he worked with. That sounds terrible. Yeah, um, it's not great. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. The hemorrhagic fever part, I feel like I've heard uh, like on a TV show or something. Yeah, <laughs> or, like one of the so, movies. So like Ebola is a hemorrhagic fever, yeah. and you know how like okay. it makes you like bleed from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that this makes causes sense. that too. So not Ooh, fun. Awesome. Yeah, no. That's all, <laughs> I'm all set. Um, but anyway, I, I did my yeah. next interview with entomologist, uh video interview. I think it went mm. really well. Then my recruiter says, like, oh, I got your like interview sheet back. Uh mm. he was too like he didn't write enough detail. So I, I want to do another one. I said, could you just ask him to like do the form detail, again? Like detail. make yeah. some shit up. Jesus. He's like, like, yeah, I'll ask him, but I'm going to go ahead and schedule you another interview anyway. Of course you are. Okay. So I did another interview. It, it goes fine. And then uh, I give that to my recruiter. And then my recruiter's like, okay, you know, you're all done. Uh, also mm. this, uh, this, this, this other guy just wants to talk to you. It's not an interview, but you know, I was reaching out for people to do your interviews and he just wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll just <laughs> chat with him. Okay. It was some reservist uh, captain. Uh, okay. Who was, you know, whatever. I, I, I He calls Wanted me. Wanted to drop He's some at, knowledge on you or something? <laughs> yeah. He was just like, hey, He's you like, have any questions? Just... I know you've been doing these interviews, you know. Mm. You know, he didn't ask me much really. Yeah. Uh, the funny part was he was at the airport and he was like boarding a plane and towards the end of it, he was like actively, actively boarding the plane. I'm like, sir, you can go. You don't have to keep talking. To me. Yeah, you don't you know, have to. You're, you're actively getting on a plane. He's like, no, no, I can talk. Oh, uh, that's so <laughs> funny. Like, oh, I'm not going to tell him what to do, but. Yeah, I mean, cool. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's weird. So then. And then it turns out he filled out yeah. an interview sheet for it. And so that counted as of a course. interview. So that's number yeah. five. <laughs> Oh my God, recruiting. Um, And then, so then they like, they commissioned you at MEPS? Yeah, so I did it at my, yeah, I did it at my recruiter's office. Um, Oh, okay. Technically, technically I could have done it anywhere. I wanted to do it uh, where I was. My recruiter's office was like an hour away. Um, Oh, wow. But just like scheduling didn't work out. So I just went to his office, but like all he's like, all you physically need to commission was you just need all the paperwork and then you need an officer yeah. to be able to give you the oath. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, technically did so, that anywhere. Yeah. So they did that and then you just got on a plane and went to o- the ODS school itself. Yep. Right. Right to Newport. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but a month later. So interesting. And then and be- straight and from there to, to, I had one tiny little, intermediary it's called navy medicine 101 it's just an introduction to navy medicine it's just a week-long okay. orientation and then okay. yeah, straight to my first duty station Your command yeah i didn't have any sort of like job training or anything like that just right yeah. to it. well i mean that makes sense but like it's just yeah, that's quick to like yeah i mean even with the five interviews and the ridiculous maps process it's like that's pretty fast like on ramp it was so the process of trying to actually get the commission was very slow but then once yeah. i got it it was very all right now you got yeah go. yeah yep yep yeah yeah how does uh 
how, like, how do you integrate into whatever the wardroom looks like on your base or at your command or anything? Is it, are you very detached kind of working on your own most of the time? Or do you have like a, a group of officers that you're able to interact with at least professionally, if not like, you know, going and doing whatever officers do in their free time? Yeah. I try to be very active in the wardroom just cause like, yeah where i'm at you know trying to meet new people near the navy hmm. you know yeah i i it's a good social thing mm-hmm. um our wardroom isn't necessarily the most active wardroom in existence uh, yeah. from what i've heard i think COVID had a big part of that just people didn't you know go out and so short duty much. too it's like people you yeah know, it seems the most more people just want to go home and yeah that's do what they want to do is like on the ship, you know, the wardroom is way more active, but here yeah. it's not as much. Um, right. We have a little group where like the, all the MSC officers, all the medical service corps officers, we have our own little group where like the second Thursday of every month we meet at a brewery and yeah. hang out. How many are um, there in like your area? Uh, MSC is pretty, there's quite a few MSC officers at the hospital. So MSC medical service corps hmm. is Oh, so it's not ju- I thought you meant just environmental oh, health. Yeah. You're talking about no, no, no. everybody falling under the umbrella of MSC. Yeah. In that area. Exactly okay. No. I'm so, the only yeah. EHO on the island. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The the Air Force Base has a <laughs> the Air Force Base has a public health person, but you know, that's Air Force. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's funny. Okay. So like what <laughs> what's I guess and like equate you can use for comparison like the the discord like um <laughs> narrative or whatever but like what's your naval experience been like because staff corps and like it's obviously an all like kind of an alternative path considering like most people like i'd say probably like 80 percent of the navy like when they like first come in it's like directly to a ship or a submarine or whatever some type mm-hmm. of operational tour and then a more traditional career path so like what's your what do you feel like your naval experience has been when you kind of view it in that context of like the kind of like the gouge you get from those like that discussion or like other discussions, internet interactions, whatever? Like, how's your naval experience been in the first? Yeah, I mean, you said it's only been what like three months or something. Like, good, yeah, bad, and different. Jury still good. out. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. You know, everyone has yeah. been very very kind, uh, very mm-hmm. like you know people want to help each other out. And, you know, I think that's true of life in general is that people want to help people. Right. Uh, So, you know, everyone always asks like, Oh, you know, how's work or, you know, how are you, you know, adjusting, you know, people are very nice and have been helping me out a lot. Um, It's been great. Uh, Honestly, I've enjoyed the work so far. You know, one of the things I really enjoyed about Navy environmental health was in the civilian world, you tend to get really specialized, which is good for some people, but like, Navy environmental health. I have a a diverse array of programs and learning all the programs has been tedious, but then I like getting to do different things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Um, repetitive and boring. Yeah. So work has been, you know, interesting to me and, you know, I enjoy Mm -hmm. it. It's a field I'm passionate about. So it's been good. It's just been trying to adjust the Navy side of the house. And also, like I said, I worked for a while in the civilian world just for a couple of years. So then trying to transfer my sort of, oh, here's how we do things at the state to like, oh, here's how we do things in the Navy. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a little different, obviously. <laughs> good or bad? Is it like the, like you want to punch yourself in the face in comparison or is it just uh, like same, but different, like 
there's like just different struggles. Kind yeah, of it's kind of different. So like, you know, I still work for government anyway. So, you know, we still have fair. Level, but one thing I yeah. have disliked about the Navy so far is just the sheer amount of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I need five yeah. signatures to do like anything, but yeah, it is ridiculous. Uh, like this type of stuff that needs to get routed or that you need to like, uh, you need to like do some type of permission thing or a course or some prerequisite, whatever. It's yeah. just like mind numbingly painful. Like for instance, like I'm retired. I was, I'm retired now, but when I was retiring, um, I did all the paperwork and whatever, like separation package and all the other crap for my yeoman. And I asked the personnel officer, I'm like, Hey man, like, do you guys need anything else? Do you guys need anything else? And I was working directly with the Y and two as well. But I'd go talk to the senior chief all the time and be like, do you guys need anything else? Do you guys need anything else? I had emails, like face-to-face, -face, bunch of stuff. So then yeah. I'm on terminal leave. I'm like, I think I was like 10 days in a terminal leave. Um, and I get this email from that senior chief going, hey, man, you didn't check out. Like you didn't do a checkout sheet. I'm like, <laughs> I'm retiring. I'm not going to another command. Why do I need to do a checkout sheet? Oh, by the way, I asked you like a hundred times <laughs> if, I, if you needed anything else. Like I'm on terminal leave. So he's like, dude, just come in. I need you to do like three things. I need you to go to like medical security and like your analysis and then just come back to me. I'm like, fine. So then, and I had already done, so I did all my VA evaluation stuff because I'm a dumpster fire medically. Uh, don't <laughs> let the hands, don't let the hands of face fool you. Um, my body is like 70 years old. So I went to um, the VA appointments, got all my evaluations done. And in TAPS, they tell you, and my IDC, who's a master chief, told me that you can either do like a regular separation physical or you can do all your VA evaluation stuff. And that counts as your separation physical. So I'm like, Hey man, okay. I did all my VA stuff. Can, am I, am I good to go? He's like, yep. Signs my paperwork, medically ready to retire, blah, blah, blah. I turned that in. So I think this is all done. So I get called back in for this checkout sheet crap and I go to do the checkout sheets. So I go over to medical and they're like, have you done your separation physical? I'm like, yeah, like my corpsman signed all my paperwork. Everything's good. We don't have anything in the system. And I'm like, I don't uh, care. Like I did a separation <laughs> physical and they yeah, get all like, they send me. Yeah. They send me around like five different people. Like, well, in order to and of course my IDC is on leave. So I can't punch him in the face <laughs> metaphorically. So then, uh, I end up just finally like giving up and I'm like, okay, uh, let's, let's just fucking do, let's just do a separate. <laughs> like, what do I have to do? And, like I had to go to audiology, which for anybody that like I, nobody, I'm sure nobody's like keeping a scorecard, but like I, I've <laughs> done a million audiograms recently because combination of head and neck cancer in 2020 and um, I got diagnosed with auditory processing disorder, which is a thing that whatever. It's stupid. I have hearing aids. <laughs> um, and so like I've done a, like I've probably done 15 audiograms in the last 12 months. And they're like, hey, you got to go to audiology. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I've done this a million times in the last 12. And they're like, well, none of them are in our record. And I'm like, like oh, my God. So then I did oh, that. And then, records management. I, dude, but I mean, but like, all, all, I guess what ha he found them later and he said it's like the not the right kind or something, which it looks the same to me. I don't know what the difference is, but it like wasn't the one that qualifies for like your annual or, or whatever the periodicity is on it. So he does an audiogram on the first. I'm trying to like finish this all up in the afternoon when I went in. Um, yeah. Because he's like, we'll get the, try to get the doc to see and everything today. And so I did the audiogram and he goes, 
Okay, so you're showing hearing loss, and I'm like, huh? Because during all the other stuff, they were telling me I ha- my hearing's fine. It's the processing thing, and I have tinnitus okay. from radiation and all this other crap. But they're like, your actual hearing's fine. You have a processing problem, which makes it like kind of presents as hearing loss because you know it's same effect. You're going like, huh? What? Can you say that again? Okay. Um, and so. I had to go back the next morning and do two more because uh, if you're, they're going to reset your baseline or whatever, you got to do the two. You got to do a bunch of them to like confirm that you're actually. Yeah. This the significant threshold shift. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So that I did that. And then when I, but then when I went in to see the doc, uh, cause you go see undersea medical officers for submarines, it was just like he, I walked in and he just talked at me for like 30 seconds and then signed it. I'm like, why am I even here? Like, what? you could have just looked at my record and emailed somebody. And like the audiogram thing was absurd because I've done 10 million audiogram. Like, who care? Even the VA civilian contractor who's evaluating, like, because you're claiming auditory processing disorder and tinnitus and all sorts of stuff. So they send you to an audiologist and I did audiogram with them. And they're like, you have excellent hearing, but blah, blah, blah. And so like, right. I, and then, but then all of a sudden I have hearing loss when I go to the, the, and I'm just like, oh my, and, but then like the paperwork part of it, I'm just like, none of the, none of it was necessary, but you had to go jump through all these hoops. I wasted like a day and a half of my life on terminal leave. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. it's, it's so ridiculous. And even just the process of like the VA claim stuff, uh, just, just retiring in general, it's like. It's like yeah. a, just a nightmare of paperwork and administrative crap. And now I'm still now I'm on the other side of it and I'm trying to figure out like I just got my DD-214 finally. No idea when my pension's going to hit. I mean, that was <laughs> a step to it. Right. But then the VA stuff, too, yeah. it's like I did that you do. a It's called a benefits delivery at discharge or a BDD claim where you do it within 180 days of uh, getting out. And it's supposed to rate you like the day you get out but obviously the va is not going to be that efficient um <laughs> so it, i mean it's only been a few weeks and you have to upload your dd214 which they were saying i wasn't going to get for like six months because they're understaffed and backed up and whatever um i've heard that a lot yeah a lot of people have been complaining yeah. on reddit and stuff about the delays I, dude yeah. i got mine so my last day in the navy was september 30th i got my dd214 yesterday so it was only two weeks um, and I mean, they sent it to me. I could have got it probably earlier a little bit, probably like a week, maybe 10 days. But um, that there's like a document services thing on BOL that uh, it wasn't I couldn't sign electronically there. First, I couldn't access it. And then like when I did access it, it didn't display all my information. So I was like, what the hell? This isn't accurate. But then mm-hmm. once I downloaded it, the PDF was correct. So I digitally signed it, emailed it to a lady, blah, blah, blah. But like I could have got it faster if that would have worked correctly, the document services. Uh, thing. So that was weird. I thought it was going to take a, a super long time. So I think my pension will start hitting soon, which is good. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I get paid <laughs> from the date I got out. They'll, I'll, I'll get back pay from whenever, but like from the day I got out. Yeah, but the first day mine took forever. Like, I did. It took me forever to get like my back cola and back OHA yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, but that's which, just because like they shut down local PSDs and stuff, so we had to go through. Yeah, like, yeah, stuff. and that's what's so funny is they're like, "Oh yeah, we're digitizing everything, and we're going to shut down all these PSDs," and then turns out they don't have 
any of the functionality they need to pick up all that slack and like do the admin the way that they needed to. So now it's just like yeah. they're dumping the workload of one PSD or like 10 PSDs onto one PSD. And then that PSD doesn't have enough people. And like, yeah. Oh my God, whoever came up with these brilliant plans, it's like maybe have the infrastructure in place <laughs> and functioning before we shutter the, the legacy system. But, yeah. Um, a big thing that always frustrates me is all these systems that like don't communicate with each other. Yeah. So you have to, like, dude. Always do things twice. And, yeah. Like, uh, why do I have INCEPTS and an OMPF? That was why? the example I was going to use too. Like, why, why do I have INCEPTS and yeah. DOL and. <laughs> and my electronic <laughs> training jacket and yeah. like uh, ODC, OSR, PSR crap on bupers and like, why isn't it just and one thing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why isn't it just one thing? It's so yeah, stupid. No um, and I know they're trying, kind of trying to go that direction, like with the Navy app locker stuff, but there's like 30 apps in there and most of them suck. And it's so it's still a lot of different things you have to go through. <sighs> I know. Yeah. Thing. It should like, I kind of thought when they were going the my Navy portal direction that they were going to like kind of try to consolidate everything under one roof, which yeah. like, uh, the closest they got Kinda. to that was that quick that quick links page which just links oh, you I, to the hundred things that you have to yeah. like still have logins for because that's what's fun when you retire so I, i'm going to get my id on like oh you can't just log into your CAC anymore oh. no so they have this fun <laughs> thing called a ds logon let me tell you about ds logons so in taps they're like hey create this it's a username and password create this DS logon DS logon effectively functions as a CAC logon for all those sites. So like okay, if so you don't have a CAC, one. yeah, it, and it works for every, not everything, but it works for pretty much everything that a, a veteran or a retiree is going to need. So like I in taps are like create a DS logon. So I'm like, okay, so I create a DS logon. And then when you retire, because I, I get TRICARE still, right? So like you have to re-enroll within 90 days as a retiree and then you, I think it's nine, it might be like 180 days or something. I don't know. Um, but you re, you have to re-enroll and then uh, you can, it's a qualifying life event to change whatever your plan is. Cause like contrary to what most people probably think, there's a bunch of different plans in TRICARE. Um, oh, okay. And so I'm, I'm trying to switch it to the, it's US family health plan on the advice of a IDC that I really trust. And Okay. It like uh, it allows my wife to keep seeing her current provider and stuff. So, oh yeah. Um, but you can't when you go. So you go to Mill Connect to do this to like change your benefits or whatever. To get into Mill Connect, there apparently there's a basic DS logon and a premium DS logon. Didn't know that until I was <laughs> retired already and didn't have a cat card that worked. So, uh, to get a premium one, you have to do. I have no idea. Like I've searched the whole internet. All you can find is like there's YouTube videos and like FAQs on websites and directions. And they all say, click on this link that no longer exists because we updated the page. Like it says there's a more login <laughs> options button on DS login, but there's not. I've gone to it a hundred times and I've logged in where it says manage account and you, there's nothing to do with upgrading it at all. And so, like, I'm just, like, completely lost. On Monday, there's a phone number that uh, my buddy found. Uh, he's a doc. About, that sounds pretty that, like, you can call, Yeah, calls for support or something. So I'm probably going to be on the phone for, like, three hours trying to figure this out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hopefully, they actually know, like, what to do and, you know, 
if any listeners know how to get a premium DS login, please contact me because I need <laughs> I was gonna post it on like Reddit and like in Discord, but I just like I'm like I, if I can't find anything even remotely useful on the internet, I feel like this is the only the only thing I haven't tried yet is um there's I've I've read conflicting guidance on like one like a bunch of stuff says like you have to show up to a veter a VA regional office and like okay. verify your identity in person or something to that get it like and the they can do aspect yeah like you can show up but then there's a lot of stuff that says you can do it all virtually and i did it virtually via this there's a couple websites but i use that it's id me um okay i uploaded like my driver's license and all this other crap and gave them all this information and it says my identity is verified when i log in uh to the va website and to uh i think ds logins i don't remember anyway who cares it's a pain <laughs> in the ass is my point yeah and it's like so yeah there's all this i'm, I'm gonna end up once i kind of settle on the complete other end of this and figure out my life i'm gonna probably do a series of transition podcasts like a god yeah. this is painful like yeah. it's I more mean, painful than it needs to be it's it seems like every process is really painful just trying to figure <laughs> out yourself the first like i had that with my pcs like it was yeah. a lot to manage like you know your first pcs just all the yeah you know, all the paperwork and getting things shipped and then yep. claiming damages and and it what's like funny that. is like in the world we live in where i can get starbucks delivered to my house by some random dude <laughs> by touching a few bucks like yeah i mean like it's the technology yeah. we have should make this stuff oh, so incredible. easy so easy this should be the simplest stuff in the world <laughs> at this point and for some oh, yeah. reason, because like you'd think just by repetitions alone, like how many times do people oh, yeah. PCS every day? Like, so it's like, that how how are we thousands. not grease lightning at this point? But yeah, no man, I don't know. Pain yeah. in the ass. Um, any save rounds or alibis, man? Anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, the only other thing I'd probably do is yeah. just more complaining about processes <laughs> and maybe fun stories. But I mean, those can always. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's nothing stopping us from doing this again, man. Like we can just yeah, do sure. it under another premise and and maybe yeah, I yeah. kinda wanna get some Discord kids like in like almost like how I do the goats after darks episode. Oh, yeah, get like get like three Discord people to come in and just like talk about how much they hate the Navy and then I'll try to mediate it somehow. Or at least <laughs> at, at least explain why. Yeah. Hey, you know, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, man, I'm sure I'll drag you back on for something. I, I have a yeah, history. No, I'll be that. happy to. Yeah. Like yeah. Said, and if people ever have any questions about ODS or direct ascension, you can put my email out and my, oh, uh, yeah. and, uh, I'd be happy to help as much as I can. Yeah, man, I'll put it in the show notes. So if anybody's looking to reach out, your email will be in the show notes. Yeah. Easy awesome. Day. All right. Well, thanks, man. This was super fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm I'm a huge fan. I you know I when awesome. I was going through the process, <laughs> I I, yeah. I found you through the first Discord Q and A. Okay. Uh, like I saw the notes and I'm like, oh, well, I'll check that out. Yeah. And so then as I was like going through my uh, ascension process, I'm like, you know what? I want to try to go in the navy a little prepared. So like I listened to like, okay. your entire catalog. Oh, nice. I, I think Jesus, it's really that's helpful. That's a lot for, of podcasts. <laughs> I so I listened to it on my commute to work. Okay, so I was, was gonna say, was good driving, God, man, yeah, that's a yeah, lot was, of podcasts. Because I had like a thirty-minute drive to work, so I listen to it all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. but no, nice. I, I, but no, I think it really. I mean, uh, maybe it might be too early to say, but I think it's really helped me a lot in trying to be a good leader. So I do appreciate it a lot. Oh, yeah, good. I'm glad, man. I'm glad it's useful. That's good to hear.
All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I, I had a good time. Uh, it was one of my uh, one of my new Discord friends as well. Uh, he's kind enough to reach out to me via that platform. Um, and that's like a it's a cool way to like I, I've talked to a lot of people on Reddit. I've talked to a lot of people via Discord, um, whether it's just coming on the podcast or uh, we did the Discord Q&A's. So a- any way that I can interact is always fun. And, and if you're kind of lurking on one of those platforms and you feel like you have something to say, like reach out, shoot me an email, DM me on one of those platforms, any of the platforms. Um, I'm always down to talk and I'll talk to anybody. And uh, I, like there's very, very few people I'll, I'll ever say no to. Um, and if I do, it's probably more of like, a, it doesn't really fit the, what the audience, uh, or what I feel like the audience is looking for. Um, or I don't know, I don't know what would really disqualify, you know, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty willing to talk to anybody about anything as long as it's kind of in, in my lane, I guess. Uh, and I feel like the audience will get value from it. That's really the biggest thing. So hit me up if if you're ever interested. Uh, don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast. You can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all the things uh, at DS Podcast. Um, yeah, like hit us up. Let us know. Uh, always down for feedback, but definitely down to talk to anybody. And, and uh, I, you know, like if you're interested, please reach out. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website at dguspodcast.com. Um, and then we've got the Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public over at Don't Go Up the Ship Apparel. Uh, that's dgutsapparel.com. Feel free to check that out. Really appreciate it. If you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Really appreciate that. A lot of cool perks and uh, like interactions and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, that's a great way to support us as well. You subscribe to the YouTube channel, all the things like there's plenty of ways to do it. Not all of it will cost you money. So I really appreciate it. If you can support us, like share, subscribe, review us on all the things. Uh, it, it helps any, anything that you can do, whether it's just a, an interaction on a platform, uh, all the way up to and including like the Patreon stuff or the apparel and everything else. It, it really helps. And we really appreciate it. And we appreciate you. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship.